T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. We got at Nate Geary Sports. And uh, Nate says, Merry Christmas to everyone except for Tom Brady, who is probably watching his own documentary with his family this morning. Sports Talk Saturday. We were watching the highlights of last year's Super Bowl, which we won, but we weren't watching the <laughs> <a> documentary. <laughs> Does Nate actually play sports? Emotional damage. On WGR. You good? Not that it gets. He died of emotional damage. Sports Radio 550. Welcome into Hour 2 Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt. We're hanging out with you here for the next two hours. Thanks for hanging out with us here on WGR. So, I came into this hour expecting to really get into a little bit more about why... I think what I'm thinking about if this is the most frustrating season uh, for Bills fans, not for the team themselves, for fans. I mean, obviously, it's going to be frustrating for this team if they don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, But what Zach brought up in the last hour was a very interesting discussion, and I want to continue that because he brings up if they look like the wagon that they're supposed to be, It's all just going to be about get me to January, get me to January, get me to January. And there's some nuance to to this. Mm -hmm. So that's my take here. Is this about to be the most frustrating season of Bill's fandom? And is this also the best chance this team has to win it all? 803-0550. Now, I say that second part for a reason. A lot of us remember the sour taste of Game Redacted. I'm not going to say it, even though I'm comfortable talking about that game. I know plenty of y'all are not. That game I actually, was. I actually just recently watched the, the entire 13 seconds game all the way through. <laughs> Here I, I am ver- trying not I to say it, and then Zach's it. just like, I'm going to say it. <laughs> but the big thing here is a lot of people will say that was the best opportunity this team had. And while that may not be incorrect, it's also the past now. Because I put that mm-hmm. tweet out there, and and yeah, I, I got a tweet from at where is Sinjin saying, you could make a strong argument, last year was the Bills' most frustrating season. And I would agree to a sense, but the problem is that it is now the past. When looking back on this in revisionist history, we may be able to compare the seasons. 
But this one may be its best last chance for one reason and one reason only. The big boy contract hasn't come down yet. It's been agreed to. It's not affecting your cap yet. This is it. If you're winning one, this is the best chance you have. Because this team is a mix of top-end talent with Allen, Diggs, Von Miller, Tredavious White, Poyer, and Hyde. It is it is going to be interesting how this team handles, I would say, after the next like two Ed years. Ed Oliver is there, and he's becoming an absolute I'm, gem. I'm at a point with Ed Oliver, I'm, I think 1,000% they're re-signing him. Oh, they have to. But I'm, but I'm not there with Dawson Knox, who has taken a real big jump in touchdowns, in receptions, in targets. And so it, it's going to be, I don't want to say it's going to be frustrating two, se- two off-seasons coming up. I mean, regardless of if they... Truly, if the win, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I think a lot of us are going to sit here, and if they lose anybody, we're going to be like, okay, yeah. we, we still we still won the Super Bowl. But it, you will see, and I, I mean, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have somewhat prepared the fan base as well by kind of mentioning that, look, we are teetering towards a point where in the salary cap era, which we are absolutely in, we're going to lose players. Players will be lost. This yeah. might be Jordan Poyer's last hurrah as a Buffalo Bill before he gets a payday elsewhere. And it might, and and. Honestly, very clearly it might because he is openly at practice, at training camp, did not hold in or out. He is there fully participating, which may tell you either they're very close to a deal or they just realize it's not going to happen here. They may have had and that it, discussion and it, and already. It may just, and it may True. just be a last hurrah. We're not going to say anything so we don't want to take away from the season. We're going to try to get you your ring. Yep. And then you're you going to try to get you your ring. Exactly. You go get your rightfully deserved payday because we can't afford you. It's not that we don't want to pay you. It's that we have to make some sort of decisions because there's a big boy quarterback contract coming up. And Jordan Poyer is one of them. Tremaine Edmonds, the as Edmonds is such a fascinating look. as fascinating as he is for the fan base. It's also a decision of. He's going to probably get a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that's where the fan base is divided on keeping him and moving on from him. Now, here I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a difficult question, Josh. I want you to jump on this if you have a strong opinion on this. Tremaine Edmonds, we've been hearing some stuff at camp that he's now starting to make some of the pop plays. Yes, that was really frustrating for Bills fans. I mean, how many times do we see a, a, a almost a beautiful pick laid up in the air, a bobbled pass, tip pass, whatever, and Edmonds just can't come up to it? Maybe he's just too slow to get to the ball off his fingertips, whatever. We're starting to see some of those plays in camp that he's you know faster. Maybe the game is really hitting for him. It could also be and the worst timing in the world. Yes, because the Bills, I think the front office and I think the coaching staff do want to bring, bring back Edmonds. I really do believe that because they feel so strongly with him as middle linebacker. He's already going to get a huge payday mm-hmm. because of the fact that he is a middle linebacker. He could be the captain of a defense for you, the centerpiece of it. And he's extremely young. He, could, I think Edmonds has that potential. alone for yeah. unrestricted free agency is it's enough huge. to get people to sign you to big money in term. I genuinely believe Edmonds could be the first real contract that could really divide the fan base. Edmonds, of course, is maybe one of the only Bills on this roster that does divide the fan base. Right. So if he makes some pop plays, let's say he gets three interceptions off tip balls or whatever, two sacks, a few tackles for loss, and like genuinely is like okay. You, the tackles are there. Coming the, into the, instincts the are there. athletic ability that he presents yeah. on a weekly basis. And now all of a sudden the pop plays happen. Number one, he will get paid. I, th- I think fully the Bills want to bring him back. They want to have a reason to bring him back. I think that would be it. But if I'm his agent, I'm playing this slow. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it will be something I Because I, I already know on the open market the he could get a big payday. He will. 
because of his age and his athletic prowess alone, he will get that payday no matter what. Yeah, they won't have a similar situation there with Matt Milano. I I was somebody I thought Milano was gone. Mm-hmm. When he got his deal, I thought at yep. that point he was gone. I thought he was gone. They brought him back on relatively nice contract. Relatively nice terms. And it was more the fact of, wow, he really should have gotten more. Like, this isn't like, you know, the Twitter fan bases where they're like, oh, he's a no-name, I don't know him. This is, you know, teams watching film and knowing who genuinely is a key to a defense. To me, Matt Milano, outside of the safeties, is the most important player on the defense. He makes so many plays that you, of someone of his draft position, and even just almost, it feels like, aura within the league, should not be making. And so I was stunned that that seemed to be the best contract he was going to get and was happy to come back. Yeah, and I also think there's another like there's more than just him. Obviously, we got Poirier, we got Edmonds, Dawson Knox is a question mark if you're going to be able to sign him big time long term. Gabriel Davis, if he continues this ascent, is going to be a massive question for the front office. And you're doing it with less money to throw around because you had to secure the franchise, had to. But I think I think that's the thing is like like you guys said, a you, top you three quarterback to. in the NFL. You have to hold. You have to pay that money. If you don't have the quarterback, you have nothing. But kudos to them for getting it done so quickly because there were two other quarterbacks that got deals that I don't think they should have, but it was because it was their turn. I mean, we're, we're getting to a point now in this offseason. You Herbert, think Kyler Murray should be paid. making money? No. That, no. That Allen is? No. It's just his turn. But that's the thing. I mean, we're getting to an offseason now where Herbert's going to overpay Allen. Yeah. Herbert's going to make more than him. Burrow's, Burrow's right going to end up getting Lamar there. Lamar still has not gotten his deal. Allen's going to be like the seventh, eighth highest paid quarterback in the league when the contract starts. Right. That's the wacky thing about it is that that's how it's going to end up playing out. and It's how it's going to go down. But the thing is, the Bills knew they needed to get that done. And it's going to be some form of quote unquote bargain. Which is messed up to say to say the least. That much cap space going and it's going to be a bargain. Hey, good for the front office for making that decision and making it quickly. And for creating a scenario where they needed to make that information known to them if they needed to sign him quickly. They developed him properly. They went in and threw him in there when they felt like it was right. And it's, of course, how it all comes down. So I think that we really have ourselves an interesting predicament about this team and why this year may be the most frustrating and the best chance that they have, which is probably another factor as to why it might be the most frustrating season that we may be dealing with ever. Because we are back to this team is that good that they should win. It's not realistically could win anymore. And it's certainly not the drought, hey, let's plan the parade, um, even though we haven't made the playoffs in like 12 years. This is a different team. And an entire generation of Bills fans gets to experience that for the first time. 8030551888552550. Let's see if I can do this thing right. I didn't do it right. <laughs> Zach's going to grab the mouse on this one as we get to uh Bob and Depew. Oh, that's what I have to hit. Okay. Bob and Depew, how you doing Sports Talk Saturday? I'm doing fine. So what do you got for me? Um, I I take umbrage with your uh, statement that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the history of the Bills franchise. All right. I, I mean, he, he's not even second, man. You got Kelly, who's been great for all those years. Jack Kemp won championships. 
And Allen had a couple good years. Not saying he might not grow into that, but he certainly isn't there now. Bob, I got to ask you real quick. Kelly, I'm willing. I'm willing to to have a, a discussion with that. You you got to give me a reason with Kemp. He won championships, and they were they were statistically at the top of the league. Now, granted, a lot of years ago, AFL different football. Statistically, he was at the top of the league, and he won championships. I mean, wins are not a quarterback stat. It can be a stat to elevate them, but he was in a very run-dominant team, and and it was before the Super Bowls. I'm not going to disprove that. I mean, Otto Graham's the greatest quarterback in Cleveland. Statistically, he had good years, as Allen has had good years. So why is Allen the best? Allen's had great years. Allen's had great years. Jack Kemp was in an era with John Unitas and Joe Namath and wasn't even touching their stats. Allen is a top three quarterback in his era. It's a different league. Okay, let's get out of it. It is a different league, yeah. And, and I looked at Kemp's stats, and like the yardage actually does look pretty nice, but if you look at the interception to touchdown ratio, I'm going to have a heart attack. Uh, so there is that. Um, like you said, it is a different league, Bob, and I, I don't know if Jack Kemp is a proper nuance for this argument. Uh, however, with Kelly... I say this in agreement with Zach and what he had to say yesterday because of one main reason. In Kelly's era, there was also a similar group of quarterbacks. There were higher echelon players like your Elways, your Marinos, Steve Young, Brett Favre. Those guys were all up in there. Okay. So now my thing for you is this. People were able to legitimately argue about putting Kelly into the top five. Do you think it's a harder argument to put Kelly into the top five in his era? Or is it harder to remove Josh Allen from the top three as where they're sitting right now? I don't care where you rank him. Right now he's had two great years. Has. But Kelly's a Hall of Famer. It's, and you're talking the history of the franchise. In the history of the franchise, longevity means something, and Kelly has it. Josh Allen does not as of yet. He got the big boy contract because they believe he's going to be there for the longest time. Okay. And I'm, I'm God, gonna... I, hope, I hope to God he is. Yes, of course, and we'll have to see the rest of that. But the reason I say it's right now is because they are a Super Bowl threat with him now. They are a Super Bowl threat, a team that is this good that we haven't seen since those days. But who drove the offense in the 90s? Was it Kelly or was it Thurman? It was Kelly. It was definitely Kelly. Who won the MVP? Well, that's fine. But Kelly was the guy that drove that offense. If he wasn't the most valuable. So Thurman Thomas wins the most valuable player in the entire National Football League. And yet you're not going to say that he wasn't the most valuable on his team. I'm saying Kelly overall drove the offense. I didn't say statistically Thurman wasn't better and, and he wasn't good, but Kelly, Kelly's a Hall of Famer. He, he, he's been there, done that. He's been there, done that, and has the same amount. You want to use the wins, he has the same amount of Super Bowl wins. Oh, I get you that, and I hope the hell that changes too. All right, Bob, thanks for the discourse. Appreciate it. 
do, I do want to say one thing about <laughs> Kelly, the longevity. We have it, set off the bomb. I, I, I will move off this topic at least to another caller because we, we have the lines loading up. <laughs> with, with Kelly, and I do want to bring this up, and I'm not a Kelly hater. I, I genuinely have an appreciation for the 90s Bills. But if you look back at Kelly, number one, he spent a number of seasons in the USFL. We all know that. He was phenomenal with the Houston Gamblers, won their MVP, all that stuff, and then didn't do much to start his career in the NFL. He came in and looked bad. First season with the Bills, 22 touchdowns, 17 picks, barely over 3,500 yards. Second season was even worse. He only played 12 games, though. 19 touchdowns, 11 picks, just a tad under uh, 2,800 yards. His third season, 15, 17, and just under 3,400 yards. And at that point, we're now getting into his age 29 season. Josh, yes, in a different NFL, but it's not that drastically different. Dan Marino in his first three years, two of which he threw over 40 <laughs> touchdown passes. Steve Young has a number of 30 touchdown pass seasons. Brett Favre came in, yes, in, in about the mid-90s, but he won three straight MVPs and in four seasons threw over 30 touchdown passes. Kelly, never in his career, not once, was ever considered the best quarterback in the NFL. You would never have someone legitimately have that conversation. Allen, in his fourth year, and realistically in his third year, was having that genuine discussion. If you put Kelly on the current Bills now, they are not perceived as the same team. I mean, let's not put now, a different if, player from a different say, age into that. Ultimately, it's more just the skill set of said player, who they are in terms of the league view. I would say compared to what their peers are. Yes, compared to what their peers are, if you had someone of Kelly's stature at his time, they're considered a very good team but maybe not going to win the Super Bowl. And to help piggyback this a little bit for you is, if you put Jim Kelly on any other team, are they a Super Bowl team? Or was it the combined might of the Buffalo Bills, the way that they were put together, with well, an mean, MVP yeah. running back? Well, it's not even just that. How many Hall of Famers did Kelly have on that team? And, and again, I don't want to, I'm not trying to bash Kelly, but in terms of the success of the 90s Bills, that is one of the most loaded teams in NFL history. Yes. They had four Hall of Famers on the offense alone. Of the same period, they had four Hall of Famers. The only Hall Not of Famer... Not to mention one of the consistently best lines in the NFL. Yeah, the only Hall of Famer that's on the current Bills right now that has been on this team for most of its run, because I won't count Val Miller, he just showed up, is Josh. And that's just trajectory. Yeah, this is all still speculative. Diggs is the only one I think could potentially come close on the offense, but he has to put up a number of, of great seasons still before he gets in the Hall of Fame discussion. Tredavious White truthfully, is going to have a tough time getting in the Hall of Fame because he's been just not Jalen Ramsey. He's going to have that frustration. Not to mention, he doesn't get as much fanfare because teams are smart and they're not throwing at him. Uh, Yeah, ultimately, he's just a great corner. And I think Tredavious White, you put two more All-Pros on his resume, he should get in the Hall of Fame, without a doubt, because that'll be four, maybe even five at that point in his career. He should absolutely be in the Hall at that point. But even then, like I just said, I have two that I think it's, definitely should be. It's, to me, it's who elevated this team more. Yeah. Josh and is the offense for the most part. Who elevates the team more? And if you can't pick the quarterback to be the top answer for that, well, for me, I'm speaking yeah. personally here, if I can't pick the quarterback for that as my reason, then that's my answer. Yeah. We got Dave on the line here. David, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. What you got for us? Hey guys, really loved your show, uh, Zach. Your uh, nightcap haven't you haven't skipped the beat, taking over for Joe. So good job on that. Oh, thanks so go, much, man. Um, let's see, that Bob got my blood boiling. <laughs> I'm shaking right now, still as as I'm speaking. But my whole point is, 
I think you guys brought up a lot of good points as I, I was on hold. I, I really think that um, Josh and this team are taking the same kind of trajectory that Kelly did in in the 90s. I mean, they went to, I think, what did they lose, like two AFC championships or something like that before they went on them four consecutive runs to the Super Bowl. I really think that Josh is a better quarterback, not only to get us to the Super Bowl, but also to win Super Bowls. I think we have more pieces in place, more uh, high-level caliber players to actually win the Super Bowl, not just go four times. I'm not saying we're going to go four times in a row, but I'm saying to go and actually win Super Bowls. I really think we have that, and that, that's all I had to say. I'm going to listen to you guys. Great show. Always like listening to you guys. David, Thanks, David, thank you. Yep, thank you so much. And again, we're getting connected to our fans. That's brought to you by the law firm of Gelber and O'Connell. They take your personal injury cases personally. I think it's the thing. Like, I mean, like, and I'm just, I'm having, I don't want to bash Jim Kelly. I really don't, but it's just, I want to build up I'm Josh okay Allen because I'm at a point. Look, I'll openly say it too here. Allen's a Hall of Famer. If, if, he's he plays, if he plays in the NFL five more seasons at this production, it's done. He's going to be a first bout Hall of Famer, will likely have a Super Bowl, and will likely have an MVP. You're right. If he happens to have a Super Bowl in this run, then it's not yeah. a discussion. But Well, no, that's my thing. Allen, for me, is, is of that trajectory, and I've brought this point up a few times, but Dan Marino, because we're talking about that era as well, is such an anomaly, it's alarming. There are two quarterbacks, genuinely in NFL history, that have been considered the best at their position for more than one or two years. Fran Tarkington, Dan Marino. They are the only ones to not win a Super Bowl. Everybody else that's been genuinely considered the best or top three at their position at quarterback have won a Super Bowl. It may have been frustrating. It may have been taking them way too long, but they got it. Aaron Rodgers. At least one. And Aaron Rodgers has now gotten to a point where he got it early, and it's been frustrating since. Yeah, it's, But they've all gotten them. Fran Tarkington for the Vikings got to, I want to say, four? I'd say and Dan Marino got to one. Rivers could insert himself into that conversation of sorts. But Rivers would be a little tough. It, because of the fact that Brady Manning continued to exist already. Yeah, Brady Manning continued Breeze to shows exist. up uh, with... Yeah. Breeze elevates his game to the point where he's a top three yes. player. And Aaron Rodgers pops in. Aaron Rodgers pops in. And, so, and already right there, we've moved him down to like five. Yeah. And the thing is, is that that's the big thing, is that you can go ahead and shoehorn different players ahead of Kelly. It's harder to shoehorn players in front of Allen at this point. Yeah, I, the only quarterback I take over him right now is Mahomes. And even then, I think they're on equal footing. They're on equal footing. The only thing Mahomes... The reason me, I yeah. know that is because he's proven it. Yeah, the only thing Mahomes has over me right now is the 50-touchdown season. MVP. Which is wild. That's it. That's it. And to be fair, throwing 50 touchdowns, it's not even necessarily based off of skill. You have to get really lucky to throw the ball that many times and get touchdowns. You can be great. You still probably won't get 50 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. It takes an unbelievable year of both luck, staying healthy in terms of your skill position players, and playing bad defenses. You want to blow up the break and take Rick? Let's do it. We're going to go to Rick, <laughs> calling him from Tonawanda. Rick, how are you doing? Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Good. How are you guys doing? I guess Josh, at this point, has the potential to probably blow away everything Jim Kelly did with his athletic ability and his ability to run over cornerbacks. And back in 1990, there was no Super Bowl hype because that team wasn't expected to get to the Super Bowl. And then after that, they weren't expected to repeat every year. So there was. this is the greatest year for Buffalo Bills Super Bowl hype ever. I, you know, Rick, I, you bring up a good point yeah. there. I, I, think, I think that is lost on people that – 90, they were not expected to get there. And then, to be fair, 
every single year it felt like, well, this should be the year the to Bills go back should and back stop. and like, back and they back. should not make it back, right? I mean, like I, I think that's a part that is forgotten a little bit. I like that point there, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for calling him in. So yeah, no, I, I, I think that that's absolutely right, and that's probably why what I said is what I said about it being the most frustrating season we're about to endure, is because of the fact that the expectations are so heavy. I feel like it was like once like the 90s teams got to it, and again, this is someone that didn't live through there, so if somebody it feels differently, please let us know. But I feel like the 90s Super Bowl years, it, felt like, it felt like only times like you felt like you were going to get back to the Super Bowl was like the AFC Championship game where it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to go back again. Where before, I mean, like I now mean, this team, like come back game the, probably, you were like, all right, oh, it's yeah, destiny, let's game, go. It's over, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like... It, it's destiny, let's it, go. But it does sort of feel like almost that... I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to. Imagine. I know we're speaking with a bit of recency bias. Oh, absolutely, and I, yeah, I, I don't want people to to think that I'm I'm trash in the '90s. I'm not. I'm speaking of this as a kid born in '98, and I'm just I, I enjoy looking back at old football. I mean, that's why I know the names of Fran Tarkington, and I can talk about Y.A. Tittle. Like there there there's very few reasons why other than I like just looking back at footballs as a whole. But it's just it is the '90s Bills were just such. It's a, it's an anomaly of how much talent was there. And it is frustrating that they never won. It is frustrating, but it's an after-the-fact thing. Yes, it's much more of an after-the-fact thing. Because, you, like I meant, like someone mentioned to me in the tweet, last year was the best chance. We're saying that in hindsight. I am talking about in preparation of season. Ho-ho. This is going to be... I'm not saying I'm dreading it. I'm dreading the... The willingness to rush through it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's absolutely. the thing that I've been struggling with. And I know that that's the part that we need to uh, deal with together as a fan base. 803-0550, Josh has been busy with all your calls. We've got a couple people on the other side of things that we're going to come to uh, because um, we just casually dropped a bomb out there for Bill's fandom to start arguing about today on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
best football, I, f- I feel like it, it can be better. You know, even though it looks like I can make plays here and there, which is it's fine. But, you know, I feel like these past few years when I was sitting behind bees, I was making those same plays, just nobody saw. But I feel like now everybody's seeing it, and, and I'm just getting more opportunities after those plays. And I feel like I got to keep doing that and be consistent. Isaiah McKenzie saying that it's been there the whole time, and I'm going to believe him. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, and on McKenzie's comments here real quick, uh, it was that New England game. That's When the they were in New England, and he showcased he can be the every down slot guy because Beasley was not available due to protocols. And that is where it looked like, okay, they might actually have something here. Maybe, like, yeah, you might want to sign somebody just to get some extra depth in there, but a slot guy, you might have your answer in-house already. And now, after the developments of training camp so far, there's a fun little discussion to have about one of the smartest signings they had of the offseason, potentially on the roster bubble, in Jamison Crowder. It is definitely interesting. It's something I don't think anyone really thought coming. I Like, to be fair, I think if we would have sat here back in April... Let's say right after the draft, and yeah. it's just all right. Come up with, you know, your your starting Bills roster week one against the Rams. Crowder was like Crowder was your wide pen. receiver three. Yeah, in pen slot receiver, get it going. Yeah, and now with how Shakir's looking, especially with a nice grab in yesterday's practice, look great, looked great. He keeps looking great. You keep hearing about him all the time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, with Shakir, I think he's going to take up the role that Davis had. And McKenzie had these last two years. He's going to be the guy with Davis. They scheme open. He's just going to be the sort of off balance. Go get the ball when everyone else is focused on Diggs. Davis, McKenzie even now as, as a slot guy. Cook coming out of the backfield. He's going to be that change of pace guy. And he's going to be the McKenzie role of gadget guy. Take the ball out of the backfield. Really break Return open Return some kicks. Return some kicks. He's going to take over a role that was covered by two players in the last two years. I am stoked for what Shakir can offer because we can't look at him as a fifth-round pick. No. The Bills openly said they would have taken him in the fourth, and most draft experts said he should have been gone in the third. He is too talented to where he was picked. He's going to come in and immediately make an an impact. All right. So um, we set off a bomb earlier. We're going to finish it up here, roll it up uh, with Lorenzo uh, bringing us the last of this discourse here about Alan Kelly and uh, the wild stuff that we had said and heard lorenzo sports talk saturday how you doing man i'm doing good how you doing not too bad what do you got for us good thanks for having me um like 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 he just said before the other commentator i mean um call came in and you kind of proved your point because you got him at a standstill and you showed the numbers with the stats of what jim kelly yeah jim kelly was all right decent but you know he wasn't the mvp you know thurman thomas holding it together and, and the valuable player on this team is Josh Allen, you can see him getting better each and every year and improving. And um, even though he got the legs, we never seen nobody move or throw like that besides Cam Newton back in his prime. But Josh Allen, just watching him yesterday at practice, that you can see that he don't always have to run and do that. Where I just seen how he just step up in the in the pocket and and move a little bit to the right around the defensive end. And, and still find people open. And I'm sure you watched the practice yesterday, and I've seen where he he looked at um, Knox, and he threw Micah Hyde off. He made Micah Hyde go over to the right, and he went right back to Davis for a wide-open touchdown. That just 
the game's slowing down for him. And he throw the ball like he's trying to skip a rock in the water. It's a little bit effortless. And you just see him getting better and better each and every year. But, you know, I still want to give a lot of the credit to the offensive line to give him that time to be comfortable and to, to see the field. But, um, you know, as he getting better each and every year, keep putting weapons around him. He's going to be around for a long time. Lorenzo, thanks for calling in. That was, of course, us getting connected to our fans, brought to you by the law firm of Galbraith O'Connell. They take your personal injury cases personally. The Thurman Thomas thing, I, we, we didn't look at Thomas too much in terms of his stats. You know what's fascinating about him? Thurman Thomas really was Christian McCaffrey before McCaffrey, before Marshall Falk and all that stuff. Like, he just... He was that guy that could do it all for your offense. What's funny, he didn't do his rookie year. He didn't catch the ball really at all. He became like a do-it-all guy for the offense. In his rookie year, he had 18 receptions. Yeah. And- but his second year, he jumps up to 60. <laughs> like, Thurman, they discovered very quickly, is a stud. And they yep. just, I mean, they carried that the Extended rest of the Extended handoffs. He went from 1989... To 96, had 1,000 yards rushing at least every single year. And that adds into the fact that he was basically a bona fide at least 500 receiving yards every single year. Yeah. So it was a nice little bomb. We like to have a little discussion, a little discourse with the fans, but I think it's time to move on a little bit here because I want to go back to the McKenzie quote from uh, opening this, uh, this segment. I'm so excited for what he can offer this team. Isaiah McKenzie really has been quietly earning those snaps along for several years and not just being the gadget guy, but also just like being this can do everything, but then it's, Oh, Hey, there's a receiver here too. And that new England game was the shining beacon of you have a wide receiver here. You not just have a gadget guy. You don't have just this stud, like this guy that can do everything for you. Mm -hmm. You have a wide receiver. And I think now's the time that he's really able to prove that that is what he can be, and that is what he's going to do. Like that's what his mind is set up for, and that he's what he's going out to go and do is earn that wide receiver three spot because that's a nice bump in a paycheck. Because remember, he, man said that he'd be paid in candy. Could you imagine what that kind of contract would look like? How much candy that is? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of candy. As someone that likes candy, that is an intimidating amount of candy. So, <laughs> I think though that it's fascinating to me though that the smartest. One of the smartest offseason signings they had could be threatened for his roster spot because of how McKenzie is playing, how Shakir is showing up on a consistent basis right now, and the plays that he's making. The Bills are finding a great value in a position that typically you have to spend a lot of money in, and they are getting their hits from a fourth rounder. Mm Mm-hmm. And if this pans out, you had a free agency signing that was not very expensive at all in McKenzie. And if Shakir shows up a fifth rounder, you're using not big time draft capital for these things. Diggs was a third day pick. They spent a first to get him because he was establishing himself and it's already proven to be worth the price. And yes, the Vikings also won the trade too. Good for them. It's great it's, when there's a it's win-win. It's such a win-win trade. There's, it's great when there's a win-win such trade. Such a win-win it's trade. It's so awesome to see because like, you don't get to, like, there's no smack talking about it. There's just, hey, we got Diggs. Thank you. Oh, cool. We got Jefferson with that pick. Thank you. I don't want to stay on the Vikings too long, but I am 
I'm interested in them with Kevin O'Connell coming in, an offensive-minded coach. So funny, I'm, funny I'm enough, in... how we talk about like the MVP sort of thing, and I still think the MVP of the Vikings remains Dalvin Cook, and it's not very common to see a running back mm-hmm. be the most valuable player on a on a football team these days. So the Vikings are fascinating, but back to the main point here that the Bills are doing such a good job of using lesser capital on a position that has more emphasis in the game. It's a huge step, and it's also why... It's, it's, I'm going back to my main point here. It's also why it's going to be one of the most frustrating seasons there is, because this front office is so smooth. Their only hiccups tend to be in the second round, if there are. Oh, yeah. We, we were talking a little bit uh, off-air before we came on, because I said like I was looking through it yesterday, just you know, seeing what the Bills have done well. I mean... There are legitimate starters on a Super Bowl favorite team that they're getting in the third, fourth, fifth round. Spencer Brown is their starting right tackle. A really good right tackle. They got him, what, in the fourth, third round? And it's, again, becoming more of a consistent thing where they find these guys. Taron Johnson's one of the best nickel corners in the game. The best nickel corner in the game. I mean, I'll just, I actively fight that. I, he is the best nickel corner. I say corner. it more as a safe thing because we already did the – Best That's fair. discussion. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, so I'm kind of like trying to get back into like modesty mode a bit. But he's absolutely one of, if not the best, nickel corners in the game. Saran Neal has become this nice little utility knife for this team that can play corner, that can play safety, play special teams as an ace. They're getting. I saw a picture of the Bills Chiefs game where he was triple teamed off the punt. So you're just you found another dynamo in a way, Matt Milano. Was a fifth round pick. I mean, he's been a starting linebacker, and he's been the starting the linebacker in, since his rookie year. Dawson Knox has matured into a great option. Devin Singletary remains the lead back on this team. James Cook is getting all of the fanfare that he had gotten just as he did on his draft day. If the Bills once again show a masterclass of drafting. That's where you'll continue to have hope because, of course, this team is going to be Super Bowl or bust as long as number 17 is under center for the Buffalo Bills. The part that'll help is if they can alleviate their cap by replenishing those draft picks every year with quality starters. And they have had a proven track record at this point. And that is why I don't want to take any more chances right now. They need this. They need this to be the year because it is one thing to operate like this without the big boy contract. It is another when $50 million is going to one player. We've already seen with the Chiefs where they pretty much have decided they can't survive paying Tyreek Hill. They've had to move off of him. And there are going to be more painful decisions to make in the future for the Bills. And there's going to be a bunch of them that start after this offseason, but it better be. An off-season in which you're on top. 803 We got room for a little bit of callers for the next segment if there's going to be anything. Um, but I'm going to stay to the point. Is this the most frustrating season that Bills fans are about to endure? And is this their best shot? Why don't you give us a shout? Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. 
Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, we've been hanging out with you. Thanks for hanging out with us as uh, we created a nice little discourse, and that was fun to do for a little bit. As Zach, uh, I wanted to reiterate one of Zach's points from the nightcap. I always like making discourse. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun to do. It's fun to have discussions. It's fun to have these sorts of things. And uh, I don't know. It just... I, I like having fun with that sort of thing. This is why people, though, can't leave me alone in, like, a room by myself. Because <laughs> you think of these things? Well, yeah. Like or I was, you argue I was with just going to talk about, like, Bill's, like, the blue and red scrimmage. I was just going to have a fun night. And then, like, I just, it just... In my mind, it just teetered off. And, and we ended up there. Dude, you've been a part of my shows every know, time it teeters off to something. We managed to stay on... We've stayed on course today. We have. It's kind of scary. It's been very good. Been Josh, very good. you're doing a great job keeping me on course. I was going to say, I do very much blame Josh for this. I don't blame Josh. You get Josh the very, should like, blame stern us. looks from him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Josh does not deserve our, our blame today because he has been a champ with all your calls today. So thank you very much. You talked to him before you were able to talk to us. So thank you for being nice to our producer. It's always good. <laughs> Josh, just the thumbs up. You can tell us something if you like. If there's, is there a not... war story from inside there that we don't know right now? Oh no, all the calls have been great. I love, <laughs> I love the interaction. You're getting everyone fired up on a Saturday. I love it. But it's, it's more just concern for your, your guys' sake of like just having someone come at you. That's why I'm trying to do my best here and screening the calls and things. First like off, that. we chose to get into radio. We already know there's something fundamentally wrong with all of us. I'm, I, I, I'm okay with it. I yeah. accepted that like five years ago, so I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm good. Although I, I would I would love to see the surprise look on your face when someone just comes roaring out of the gate at you guys, and it, it, it'd be great. It'd be a nice turn that on the table. I am known Bob, gave his best, Bob gave his best rodeo bull out of the chute when the gate opened, but we were ready. I did like, though, that Bob brought out Jack Camp. Like, in all seriousness, because like, he's never really brought up, and before Kelly... It, Jack Kemp was the guy. That was the, I, I that didn't was like the reasoning of, of, oh, he just won. And it's like, no, that's not how no. this works, my guy. But again, like, I just, good. It was it, fun, it, though. Bring like, somebody else up. I love it. Yeah, it's it's more discourse. It's a lot just of Just don't fun. bring up Doug Flutie. I, I'll get mad. I'll what, get really mad. Well, you don't like the cereal? It's a bland cereal. <laughs> he he won the Cornhole Championship last night on the Ocho. Did cornhole's, you know that? Cornhole's the Ocho's a thing? It, yeah. It's a thing for now. Apparently. Oh, my God. But, yeah, him and some guy named Guy won the Cornhole Championship. Wait, legit? Mm-hmm. Doug, the, the, Doug the team Flutie name was Guy. Guy slash Flutie. It's good. I don't know it's, if it's pronounced Guy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if his last name was Guy or his first name was Guy, but Doug Flutie <laughs> won the Cornhole Championship. All right, so on that glorious note. Oh, uh, that was a good game. I like Cornhole. All right, we got Matt Perino to get to, and he's going to have the latest from what happened yesterday at the scrimmage down in Orchard Park, and plenty of more Bills takes for you and for us to uh, soak in. On the other side of this break, this is Sports Talk Saturday. Derek, Zach, Josh, you all, let's get the last hour going here after this on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.